The following program contains irreverent humor, brilliant insights, and story elements from television or film that may give away important details. We got spoilers. Or as they say in Klingon, Gumaka. Don't say we didn't warn you. The first season of Star Trek Discovery is all wrapped up. The Klingon War is over. Michael Burnham is back on top, and we're even treated to an encounter with the original Starship Enterprise. We also get to see Tilly Huff Space Meth before she discovers evil Captain Jarju's plans to blow up the Klingon homeworld of Kronos. Who says you can't do drugs and thwart an evil emperor's plans to commit genocide? We won't be getting any more new episodes of Discovery until 2019, which is fine with Brian because he thinks the writers of the series need time to develop better stories. What the track? Welcome to the podcast where we fabulously explore all the strange new episodes from the TV series Star Trek Discovery. I'm the ship's captain, Fausto Fernos who had to briefly be turned into a pretty Klingon warrior for a mission and just decided to stay this way because I like the way my tits look in this top. Say hello to my husband, our chief engineer, Mark Felian, who cannot make love because an angel is love. Aw, thank you, Barbarella. <laughs> Please welcome our ship's xenobiologist, Colette Gregory, who we can finally reveal is on board hiding from the Orion Syndicate as part of the Witness Protection Program. Hey, bitches! <laughs> now, whatever you do, don't kiss her because her kisses are sweeter than wine. The dog of the berry. And they're going to put you under her command. <laughs> and please welcome our vending machine repairman, Brian Sweeney, who's back from rehab for his addiction to space math. Mm, hey, everybody. I have electrical tape over my titties. <laughs> Yay. Yay! Does that help with the addiction? I thought it you called does. them your volcanoes, Brian. Oh, right. Oh. My volcanoes. Now, we have a bonus because this is the season finale of What the Trek. A boners. Uh, mm. We're also taking a look at Black Panther, Marvel's critically and audience acclaimed film about panthers. Mm-hmm. Yay. About ah. black pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also an expert in that arena. Um, but first, uh, let's wrap up the first full season of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, so many space mushrooms, Klingon boobies, and space pigs. Now, Brian, what did you think? Well, the show is bad, 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 bad. Listen, I'm trying to do the best thing I can with this podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Well, Star Trek Discovery is great. This podcast is bad. <laughs> it's terrible. And there's not enough gay men toothbrushing that we, uh, that we need. I can brush my teeth. Please do I so. I haven't seen it, though, so I don't know if you guys are really gay. I know that you live with each other and you refer to each other as husband and husband, but you don't brush your teeth when we're here, so how do we know it's real? Well, see, the big problem with that is that we have one of the Sonic Care ones, and so we have mm-hmm. an interchangeable head. So really, only one of us can brush our teeth at one wow. time. So we can't both do it. Mm. Yeah, in, in the Star Trek future, uh, people get multiple toothbrushes. Mm. Wow! I, I suppose we're it really, we really is a utopia. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> but Brian, you're, you're not happy with the season five. Well, you're not happy with this show. He's in not general. happy with anything. You don't like the characters because there's no character development. We're not invested in any of these people. Is your main criticism because we don't know their motivation. We don't know their background. We don't know why they're even coming together. Why they even have a relationship. It all 
is just so dumb. Like every nothing came together from the beginning. Everything that people had been saying of like there's a plan time, or like give it, give it time and give it time. Like here we are. That was so bad. Like everything was bad. Giorgio, they brought fucking. They decided to have a mere universe genocidal tyrant who's killed races of human of of other planets and only believes in one race let her take over the discovery and then she apparently is able to talk to the computer and just be allowed to let herself into like the brig and then she's like computer like raises shields and she's like overriding and it's like how the hell like what is going on like why would you even allow this and again like nitpicks and stuff like that don't get to me they i don't care and i would argue that actually i i've often argued we don't care about nitpicks as much as people think they do because if the movie or tv show works then we forgive so much but like this is like they even skipped nine months for nothing what was the point of the klingon war well, it was to show they wanted to uh, bring Discovery back to a time frame where, like, they had been people had been missing them. They were gone. The war was raging on. They were losing the war. So it kind of like they wanted to show that the tides of the war had turned. But what was the point of the war in the first place? What was the point of having the Klingons? What did we learn at all about Klingons? Uh, that they want to be one human race. Oh, no, Klingon race. We are one And race. they're going to be ran by a woman now. Hey, I see you, girl. Girl power, Laurel. Yeah, okay. the way that... Hey, Laurel, uh, I got an iPad that will destroy your whole planet. Here, take it. Yes, the way that they decided on it, the, the way that everything was fixed was they gave a Klingon... Who's also a rapist? Well, not a rapist because she didn't rape Ash Tyler, but whatever. She, they had like a major Klingon who is bad, but is good now. They gave her a weapon that can blow up a planet, and then told her, "Tell the rest of the Klingons you have this, and they'll all fall in line." Like the Klingons aren't just going to fucking kill her the first chance they ki- they get. Yeah. And take this. A huge part of Star Trek mm-hmm. is always about... It, it is technically imprinted onto her DNA, so no one can activate the bomb except Lorel. Yeah, but if yeah. they kill her, then she won't activate the bomb. They can also just take her hand. Yeah. So, but... No, it's just like, you know, with your smartphone, with the phone thing, if they cut off your thumb, they can't open it with it. What are you they? talking about? Yes, yeah, they, they can. can. They oh, can, they can do it with a picture. That's a big thing. Yeah. Like, they tell you not to show your hands in pictures and anymore. Oh, because, really? Yeah, because people can really? 3D print. What are you going to do? You gotta live your fucking life. Like, how, how much are we going to actually be scared of? Come on, guys. We're scared enough as it is. But, like, the big so... Part of Star Trek, you were saying. Is things of, like, is the prime directive. And I feel like giving someone a bomb that can blow up their planet, and there you would also take that to mean that she can blow up other planets mm-hmm. with that bomb, or anyone can that gets their hands on it seems a bit reckless especially and having that be the end of this stupid ridiculous fucking arc is mind-blowing that that was the these are bad writers the writers Mm -hmm. are terrible the people like akiva goldsman uh whatever the fuck they brought in um the what's the guy alex kurtzman those people had nothing to do with this show 
and they're what not even the, that great. What are the writers uh, known for? They write like uh, Rain. episodes of Supernatural. Or? Rain, 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 Rain which was. is a which is a story it was on the CW, and it was the the, uh, the rise of power of of Mary Queen of Scots marrying the oh. French. The French. I was just saying like Rain, like R A I N. I was so no. confused. I was like, yeah. what is? And that? so it, it, so most of the action takes place at the at the uh, the royal the royal palace in France because she's married to the Dauphin, and so there's a lot of uh, intrigue going on. And Nostradamus is one of the characters, but it also had like some pagan, um, you know, magical kind of things that happened, but then it also kind of died. But basically, it was a, a show, a soap opera, uh, and it, like the other show that, that the people write uh, for was Revenge, and it's like these shows, all they, they're interchanged with everybody. It's like they walk into the room, they crush someone's ego, and then they walk out of the room. And it's all about twists. Yeah. Like, the the actual, like, dramatic storytelling doesn't matter. No. Twists only matter. Twist, twist, twist. And that's supposed to be satisfying enough, but it's not. It's just a quick burst that you get and then when it moves on it nothing matters but like a time jump is used in and whenever a time jump is used it's always in desperation mm. almost for the most part but what it's for is you take those characters and then you show them in nine months and you're like wait how come Brad's in D.C.? How come Jill is single now? Mm-hmm. Wait, whoa, yeah, Steve yeah. has a baby? Yeah, What's exactly. this story going to be? Wait, how come that guy's in jail? This wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. They just did it because they wanted to fast forward, and they wasted so much time in the Mirror Universe doing nothing. They had an entire season going under this man who was pretending to be a good guy, but he was evil. And then it turns out, like, no, he was evil the whole time, and mm-hmm. he was... Well, suspected he was evil. No, I know. But the crew, it was never a big deal for any of them. It was just forgotten about. They're like, oh, shit. Okay. And then they just moved on. Like, and then, not only that... They, they don't process anything. Then they let Georgiou, evil Georgiou, take over. And she didn't even try to pretend like she was the normal Georgiou, even though that was her mission. She got up there and she's like, oh, I like eating people like you, Saru. Klingons are dogs. Let's kill them all. Tilly, I remember when we used to kill people. And then she insulted her curly hair. Yes. And, and Tilly agreed oh, with her. Oh. She's like, yeah, I know. It's terrible. And then Ash. like, So do you think anybody was uh, fooled by uh, Georgiou's pantomime uh, pretending to be the good Georgiou? I guess. But it was also like, why? Yeah. what was the point of this? Like, why... Did we, like, Sarek apparently went there and said, like, hey, Starfleet, this is what we have to do. We have to make sure, we have to give it to this maniac and let her be discover, let her command discovery and give her, like, the code so that she can switch around safety protocols. Let's not have any type of oversight. Well, I think that's why Cornwell uh, basically fucked up and... and you know, at the towards the end of the episode, they're basically demoted, or uh, did they punish Cornwell at all? No, no one got punished. In fact, everybody's it is, fine. It, it's not only is everyone fine. Yeah, because Sarah said I had part in this. Like he was yeah. willing to blow up the Klingon homeworld. They, yeah, they. Sarah looked like an idiot, and I still. There's no reason anyone can tell me what the point is of Michael being raised by Klingons. There's nothing. There is not. What difference would it have not been? Not Klingons. I'm sorry, Vulcans. What <laughs> difference would Michael's character have been if she was raised by humans? Would we have been like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem Maybe human. Maybe more emotional or something. Maybe, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But, I mean, Didn't it doesn't it matter. And she was her emotional. Decision? Who knows? It was it, about, I mean, when she, when she 
that's kind of her whole thing is that like she's struggling with making these decisions and then uh she was like too calculated when it came to the the, the battle of the binary stars and that ended up getting georgiou killed so then she, and now she's too human because she brought georgiou on a, on board burnham was the one chosen to give a speech at the end of the show uh-huh. She started a war that killed billions of people, mm-hmm. committed mutiny that got her captain killed and much of her crew killed and destroyed. And then she was given a full pardon within a year because she also almost mutinied again, but this time was able to get the whole crew behind her, mm-hmm. which is fucking insane and stupid because it's just, it's, it doesn't mean anything. Like it's, they use mutiny like it's like that's just what people do like this is a normal normal thing and it's just like i don't know it's just so are we basically uh, been hoodwinked into thinking that the normal star trek is actually the mirror universe star trek since mutiny is kind of a you know happen uh, an average day i mean it's i don't like, i don't it's think acceptable i don't think that anyone working on this show was a star trek fan including the actors, the writers. If you read or listen to any of their interviews, they give quick little bullshit things of like, well, Gene Roddenberry believed in a utopic future where everyone got along, and that was the main thing that he was for. And it's like, no, it's not. Because so it feels if you, like if a you betrayal, watch, doesn't it? Yes, and it was. And it was all a lie like that they made but you can if you go back like they were almost like none of them worked on almost any sci-fi or anything like that they didn't have anything any connection and just now on like after trek anthony rap and uh sequina sequina was a uh, sequina sequina making a black name there's no way that sequina isn't a black name <laughs> no, but, you a bunch of but you making it up right now sequina names are names i don't see she's color. half sequin half woman yes. sequina <laughs> she sparkled. she's the queen her mom says she sparkled. um <laughs> sequina uh yeah like both of them we're on After Trek, and uh, Matt Meyer like made some reference. I forget to what. Oh, to Star Trek Five and Spock's half brother, and it was just blank. And they were like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm showing off my geekiness now." And they're like, "Yeah, you are." And it's just like that was a major part of the yeah, you know, but like, like one of you the could movies. just like it's like I don't. But she wasn't even aware of Cybok, and I don't expect them to know this shit. But. You should take Stop some time. pretending. And if as you, an actor, it's your responsibility to learn your homework, about yeah. the material that you're mm-hmm. performing. And if you're going to be playing a character in a Star Trek uh, series, and a lot of money is riding on your success of it, it's your responsibility to know the heritage and the background of these characters. It also it it goes into yeah. we can talk to, about black panther but if you read the reviews of star trek <laughs> discovery hardly any of them want to want to meet with the actual show and break down the story mm-hmm. or how it gets there plot they just seem to want to talk about diversity and how there's gay people black women and that's it like that is enough mm-hmm. and well, i have a argument yeah representation is not enough 
That is that cannot be the end. You're saying that the representation is superficial. The representation is the beginning. It's the beginning. Yeah. Just yeah. like with like Black Panther, that cannot be the end. It you cannot, have to have a good story. You have to have everything. You, it has and it has right. to in, so make what, what people the, want so more. These, these critics that are not doing, do you think that they are uh, the reason why they're not criticizing it more heavily is because they're afraid that, that if they criticize it too much, they won't get access? Or is yes, like that see, is a hundred percent. I know access. for a fact okay. that is. Because that I, is I, what I, honestly most of the reviews I've seen of it are almost all positive. Most they, people seem to like it, and I, you know, and I do like the show. But there are lots of things, like you said, like all these things you point out, Brian, are very, very valid points. You know, I would love to see more character development. I would like to see a plot line that makes sense and for things that really ha- that happen. You know, well, if you want to take a moment and you know get on Netflix and watch some episodes of Deep Space Nine. And, which I argue is, is a very diverse series as well. Um, you certainly have, you know, uh, you know, transgenderish characters um, in the Mary Universe. Kira is a lesbian or bisexual. Um, you have obviously, you know, um, Avery Brooks, the first black captain. Um, and a so, black captain who's a single father, a with single a son. father. You know, so there's there's a lot of representation in, in Deep Space Nine, and you have excellent storytelling. Yes, and, and so even you really yeah. start to miss that in Discovery, and you go, oh, you know, it, it, it is a, it's a bittersweet moment, you know, because Star Trek is back on television, and these are some familiar things that we love, but it's it's kind of like um, it's a zombie show. It's it's doesn't it's it's been brought back to life, but its brain is not there. And being uh, yeah. leftist, progressive, whatever you want to call it, accepting people that we all, the four of us are, um, if I may speak for all of you. Um, I actually voted for Trump in the last election. Well, so did I, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> Oops, I did that out. So actually, you know, I know people, I know transgender people who voted for Trump. Um, Caitlyn Jenner, one of them. Bragger. You know her personally? Me too. Um, I know people who know her. I know Kanye. Uh, so, anyway, but like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like... It, it would work yeah. so often just given crumbs. And obviously, like, I'm the straight white male here, so I'm given the most. I understand that. So me saying representation doesn't, like, that can't be the end. Like, it's easy for me to say blah, blah, blah. But I see it too much, and it saddens me because mm-hmm. I have great representation of, like, white male characters, white straight male characters that are also good. And for so long, it seems like giving the base bare minimum and in our politics as well Mm -hmm. is what makes us be like okay that's enough we don't deserve we are happy with that in the fact in how there's a part where georgiou says uh uh enough distractions we are not here for bread and circuses which doesn't even make sense that's not even what bread and circuses is. Bread and circuses means the government gives you just enough so that you are okay with the ruling class, which is actually what Star Trek Discovery basically is. Right. It is the bread and circuses of entertainment. Quo. And it's giving you a little bit and be like, look, we gave you some black women of color. Where we gave you women of color and we gave you some gay guys. Shut up now. Mm-hmm. You don't get to have the rest. That's what bread and circuses is. The fact that there is an episode of Star Trek, the original series, called Bread and Circuses. Right. The only reason why she said... We're not here for bread and circuses is because she wanted to make a reference to the original series and no one throughout this entire fucking show stopped it and said, that's not what that means. 
because no one seems to care or they're that dumb, which is insane. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, you're right. The characters, too, they, they're not developed. And I was talking to Colette as we watched it. You know, there's a scene where they decide that you're all going to stand up against the Admiral and be like, we are a Starfleet. We all stand up. And they show all the people on the bridge. We're like, who that is? And yeah. we're like, who are these? Like, we don't even know who these people are. Was, like, so it been, it would have been a moment that just would have resonated with you if you if this character like, oh, spoke no, to you, if she that character too. spoke to you. Oh, and he and did. you're like, you know, you'd feel all that emotions, but these people are standing up and you felt nothing. It's like, okay, hi, extras. Yeah. You also can't say, but it's a shortened season. It's 15 episodes. Yeah. If it was... If it was just like five or six more, that's, that's a normal now. series. Yeah. And the, so those five or six series episodes are usually filler. If you get ten episodes, that is a normal season now. Fifteen is a huge amount, especially when they wasted four episodes in the Mirror Universe. They have no story to tell, which is insane. They just keep burning off plot points and, and twists, and nothing matters. And I would guarantee that if we went back... And started rewatching the season, we would be like, "Oh yeah, that didn't go anywhere." You didn't, like, you didn't this like is crazy. The, the episode where they all pretended to be uh, characters in a Shakespearean play. I did like that. That was good. Or when and, they got into a boxing match and they got obsessed with boxing. It was all a boxing episode. Is that the one with the Rock? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Rock one was good. It was Rock versus uh, Seven of Nine. No, no I don't a like boxer too, right? Didn't Chicote? Chicote is a boxer. Chicote went on a spirit walk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but also, like, you know what? The greatest crime of this uh, discovery is they made no use of those damn tribbles. Yeah, yeah. No, come on. They had that triple sitting on the desk. For no doing nothing. And why was Michael- you know why? Because the writers had no idea what a triple does. Yeah. And they'd never seen trouble with tribbles in the first place. Why was Michael given so many surrogate parents? She's given her original biological parents. And she's given Sarek and Amanda. Then she's given Georgiou. Then she's given Lorca. It takes a village, Brian. Okay. God. She's but, like, I don't God. know what the hell. You cannot have enough parents in your life. Mm. Mentors. So, Philippa also... There's a part where Michael goes, you're really nothing like my Philippa, are you? And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you should not be allowed to be anywhere near a spaceship. Like, you should not be in Starfleet. You are a moron, and (laughs) you cannot do anything right, apparently. And you can't follow fucking orders. You twice in one year you have stood up to to the command structure and almost blew up a planet this time. Mm. She almost ex- oh. but she did it. Uh, yeah, and of course, like the the, the ends justify the means. And there she was also yeah she was given back her she was given a full pardon yeah. and she was given the thing. But like, but then Philippa, she's like. Uh, you gonna chase me? And she's like, "Don't make me come after you," or whatever. And then she just leaves, and it's like, "Why are you letting her leave?" Well, because she she got her a pardon, so she got her her escape plan. But she was it was very mom like, "Be good." And she's like, "It was more like it remind me about the ending of Silence of the Lambs, where she's on the phone with Hannibal Lecter. I'm having an old friend for dinner, and she's like, "Uh, uh, whatever. It's too much trouble to yeah. look, go looking for you." you know? Like whatever. You're in well, another country. But that was also. But he helped her find Buffalo Bob, and there was. I mean, there's a lot of things going on with Silence of the Lambs yeah. that are. It is. Ins- you can't even be, pretend to be like oh, a lot of the same type of it's emotions that, sure, and psychological is a things. Super villain in some well, ways, and, and, and they're just letting her walk off to well, feed on we'll some more yeah. Cal- Calopians. Yeah, you know? like what does she think that? 
Philippa is going to do. She's like, like she's, she's just, Hannibal Lecter for Kelpie. She's way worse. <laughs> she's take, she she's, was, she's a galactic Kelpian. genocidal dictator. Like that's what she is. It's, so let's let's talk about the serious issues here. <laughs> Space meth. How addictive is it? And can we all? I cannot them? believe Tilly stupid ass just sniffed something that somebody randomly offered. Do they not have dare in space? <laughs> Wait, you don't just let some random ass, weird ass looking dude let you that sniff was something. How, how dare you? But here the thing is, he was green. She did not know him. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> It oh. means that those aren't those people known. He said Whoa. it himself. Whoa. He said it himself. I didn't realize you were so what? racist. Oh my god! Me. He said Orion's. it himself. He's like, I'm an Orion. Oh what you think was gonna happen? <laughs> but she just gonna randomly sniff some Orion stuff in the club. Like we don't know what that leads to. Like she's kind of girl. You need ch- it was watch your drink, Telly. It was incense. It was not drugs. And what do you think about their choice? Because like you know, every time <laughs> they've ever shown an Orion before, they're a vivid color green. Well, they was light skinned Orions. This, this is like time. it was like it was. So muted, you're like. Are they I was even wondering green? they were blue or yeah. the lighting. The was ones bad, that yeah. were like stripping were those Orions? The, they were like yeah. seafoam Orion. green. I was like with the light skinned strippers. <laughs> well, you know the thing about a uh, green body makeup is really hard to pull off because yeah. you have to put a basically a clown white underbase mm, and then put the green it. makeup on top to offset the like red tones of the human skin. Yeah, yeah, but they also then they and digitize so, everything. Like that's how Zoe Saldana stays green throughout the movies. They, they didn't uh, have the budget for this one. They're for the just last like, episode. you know, eight they, million an episode. Not for this one. God, they spent eight million dollars an episode. Million episode. This, this, this episode was eight dollars. Uh, this was an eight dollar well, episode. The, you know, they're, 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 they say that the CBS All Access uh, people are paying for it, and uh, that's bullshit. What they said was uh, record number of subscriptions, and it's like from zero to yeah. It's like yeah. from what? What kind of a psychopath? Had an had a subscription before Star Trek to CBS. All. What were they watching? You know. What could you Young possibly needed? Uh, that Bang wasn't theory. on yet. I don't know. Now, if, if it had been on, I would have said yes. Young Sheldon, a Big Bang Theory was on Netflix. Yeah. Mm. Uh, were, were you guys excited about hearing Captain Pike and the Enterprise at the end and Spock maybe maybe making a cameo? No. Or what's going to happen? In the, <laughs> I mean, that's the, that was kind of in, inevitable that we're going to bring the no, it was totally predictable to me. It I was, was, like, we knew it was going to happen. You just knew there like no way that they're not going to harken back to something like that. Especially when the computer's going N C C one seven. It really like is the writers just saying like we don't know, like we don't know what to do anymore. Like we have, we're bankrupt of ideas. Help I, me, Brian Sweeney. I don't even know. Like why the why fuck? Why don't you it, write a letter to like the producers and say I want to write for the show? They're because I guarantee that the producers and CBS All Access because of these critics who are just saying this is great and giving me life. Um, Help us, they, Brian Sweeney. You're our only hope. They think everything right, is fine. Crap. They think everything is fine. They and don't think everything is fine because people, lots of people are, are staying online. Uh, some critics are venturing out beyond the diversity and saying like there's issues with this show. I've seen one. And lots of fans more so are saying that they have issues with I it. I haven't heard any of the uh, any of the Star Trek podcasts. Like, all of them are just like, I love this part. That was so cool when I this happened. I don't know happened. if you've noticed, but like, we're one of the most popular Star Trek Discovery mm-hmm. podcasts, which is not saying much, but you know, 
like all everyone's like, this is much better. I get letters from people that listen to our regular yeah. show. If letters or emails, you know, <laughs> messages and letters sometimes yeah. too. And they're like, I, I go, I, I love all the Smoke podcasts you do, even the Star Trek Discovery ones. And I don't even watch that show. <laughs> and like, I just like, I love listening to you guys talk about a show I don't even watch. That's hilarious. Because we're so, and that's we're a, better than the show. That's what I wanted to do with what the track is. You know, it, have the show make sense for people who yeah. are not watching it. Yeah. And talk, sort of bring up the ideas and the struggles. You know, I think uh, it's interesting this idea concept of a zombie television series where it's been brought back to life. We recognize it, we love it, but it's kind of like Pet Cemetery. It's not quite the same thing. Yeah. It's a deal with the devil, and the devil is Hollywood, and you might live to regret it. Bum, bum, Does bum. anyone know what this season was about? Like, what was the point? Of, what was the arc? It was to make money. I understand and establish that, three but... characters that will continue to move forward. Who are the three? Captain Saru. <laughs> so, yeah. Saru, Saru and Michael and, and Tilly. Oh, Tilly? Tilly. Yeah. Shut up, Tilly. What about Stamets? He's in there too. He's gay. But you know, he lost his he lost mm. his husband or lover or partner even, and like barely even registered. Yeah. yeah. Well it doesn't matter. You think and, if Mark or I died that we would be like Oh, okay. Imagine if one of us died, you know, and we continued doing the be podcast. Depends no, which one. Yeah. <laughs> As he looks at me. Terrible. <laughs> but no. you, you can imagine this like, you know, we I would move in do, finally. Do you know the <laughs> the reaction that one of us would have, you know, and you guys know us pretty well, so it would be glow sticks and just <laughs> You know, just nitrates. Just fucking through the pain. Uh, like, just poppers. I'm doing so many drugs. Fucking no. so many people. But yeah, I mean, he just went on like it was nothing. He was like, I need some time. He didn't react in off. any way. Yeah. He met, That's he, why he's dead to me. He already. ran into Ash Tyler, and, and Ash Tyler was like, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, does it make you sad? Good. And then he walked away, and it's like, wow, way to waste everything. That was a reaction if he ate the last slice of yeah. cake yeah. in the refrigerator. <laughs> that was like his birthday cake or something. You know, unless pizza, Stamets yeah. knows something that he doesn't, like, I can travel back in time or go to someplace else and snatch him out of somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just, it's so, it's so bewildering to me. I really like Wilson Cruz. I usually don't like Wilson Cruz and other projects. I really liked having Wilson Cruz as the Puerto Rican doctor who yeah. is, you know, telling people, you are, this is so fucked up, this show. Yeah, you were, the it, voice of reason. He was like Brian Sweeney on the show and they killed yeah. Brian Sweeney off. Wow. Well, <laughs> Why was it set 10 years before the original series? Like, what was eh, the point? Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, Because they what? want a young Spock in it. It's, everything's a subterfuge. That was the other thing. Spock. Like they Man, kept Spock's saying, made them so much like money. Young Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, but they also. Young Sherlock. Meanwhile, young Indiana Jones. Meanwhile, young Nichelle Nichols. Uh, Nobody talks about her. Who's that? Michael Arnum? No, just never know. Like you know, Spock is such an iconic character, and there's all these great characters Spock in the original series. He's searching yeah, for his humanity. Michelle, you heard Michelle is, Nichols was searching for things too. Right for now, like, you heard is like two. Like she's <laughs> she's just somewhere in uh, Nairobi, or I don't know where she is. she. I know she knows Swahili. I forget yeah. where exactly she was born. Okay. But yeah, that's where you heard. Was it nice right to now. see that the they kept the red Bussard collectors on the Enterprise when we finally saw it? I mean, sure. Whatever. They fuck it's with that just shit so, so much. It's just so dumb. Like, what is the point of this? A lot of people are talking about well, how the new Enterprise looks uh, compared to the other versions. Is it a good version? Is it a bad version? And I'm just kind of like, I look at it and I can barely even tell the difference between one and another. It has a discovery yeah. that kind of metallic um, CGI brush metal finish okay. onto. It, it definitely has a discovery 
sensibility. It's closer to the movie Enterprise, both the 17701 retro or uh, refit and the uh, after in Star Trek V, the 1701 A. That's what it pretty much is, but I mean, that's fine. It's an HD TV. They want to do that. Good for you, I guess. I don't know. We liked uh, the character Ash, Ash Tyler. Um, we yeah. saw him kind of reveal himself to be a Klingon, and then he had a Klingon identity crisis, and now he's going back to live with his people. I am very confused with about that. Like, is he going to get like back into Klingon body? But he was trying to connect with his humanity, playing, uh, doing some role plays. Um, you he know, has all kink the ties and what. Not in his room by himself. He oh. has all the, uh, all <laughs> the, yeah, he was, he was just David Carradine, Carradineing all night. Uh, well, but but yeah, is, he has Vox memories and stuff like that, but yeah. his personality is that of Ash Tyler, so he's more human than he is Clayon, right? But he chose to go with Laurel, so well, he missed that. That good, good from her, I guess. <laughs> and uh, well, you know they have uh, Klingons have redundant organs. Oh, Klingons so she have, might have not just one hole; she might have oh, a few oh, down. There. Klingons yeah, have. See, Michael couldn't Klingons compete with that. Michael that, Barnum couldn't complete compete with that. You know, <laughs> no, she, he took she her virginity. A, she's got so. the butthole. She'll let him in. You know, but Laurel might have two buttholes and two uh, two JJ holes. That's oh. true. Like the, did you see the Klingon was peeing and Connect there was four. two, two streams. streams? Yeah, and so they say they have redundant organs, but I just I find it hard to. Believe that you know Klingons regularly have two dicks because that's I like the idea strong. of a Klingon having two dicks. Why would he need two Klingon dicks? titties? We saw Klingon titties. There were yeah. four Klingon they, titties. They don't look fun. They don't look like like they look armor like. Well, They're, maybe you you could you for you yeah, soft titties are fun. For soft them, titties are fun for everyone. But no, yeah, but, but think about this: when I'm attracted to a man and a man has like firm chest, I'm like all over a firm but chest. But when you see Michael soft titties, Jordan. you Michael when you see soft titties, yeah, you're Michael like. B. Jordan. B. Jordan. But soft titties look great too. Like you would, you still want to like touch soft titties and like sleep on them and stuff. Like yeah, they're but, just. But Klingons have been socialized to enjoy hard titties. But he's not a Klingon. But he's had Klingon sex. That is true. And he Re- went back to the sex. He remembers Klingon sex because mm-hmm. I'm sure Laurel whips she up told his body. The much last person. That's Michael why Burnham. he was working on mm-hmm. them ties. Unless Michael he's, Burnham. He missed it. He missed that kinky stuff. <laughs> it was stuff. 50 Shades of Klingon. Mm-hmm. But maybe Michael Burnham. Oh, man. See, like this, I, I asked this question many moons ago. What? Does Michael, is Michael Burnham, was she a virgin? Or yes. did virgin. they have, but. Or she just hadn't fallen in love, but she was yes, fucking up everything. Because it is logical. It, when when she goes through uh, puberty to have her mate with a Vulcan male who's good and understands and like if if it's like oh yes human beings like uh, like pleasure so like, this is what you have to do and like the Klingons will study and they'd be like fascinating no. and they'd like just start like flicking her little bean all around no. and going crazy and licking butthole that's probably what happened I'm she assuming she had to be the best in her class because they were already looking at her sideways because she was human so she had time for no no D so probably let's get into the serious conversation maybe here. Sarah which, dropped it which Star Trek species gives the best anal Hmm. Klingons oh my (laughs) Kelpians Kelpians smells like fish I know yeah no I would say uh, definitely the Orion's Give the best thing. Oh, no, no, no. Betazoids, because uh, they sense your feelings. Betazoids, but you. yeah. uh, the, the Ryza. Who, who's on Ryza? The Pleasure Ryza. Planet. Yeah. And Vanessa Williams is like is on Ryza. 
Um, so whoever is on Ryza, she saves the best for last. Yes, and, and she had that. She had a picture. Remember that picture of her, and she's like bent over, and someone else has her face in her ass. That was one of the pictures from Penthouse that she oh, lost the, uh, the Miss America. Yeah, it was like her and another she's woman. She's a hero. She's they an apologized hero. to her though. Yeah. They oh, um, good. That that makes will up be, for Will it. the Klingons in the next season have uh, peace and unity with Laurel leading them? Ah, who gives a shit? Hmm, <laughs> let me think. So let's talk about Black Panther. <laughs> well, first of all, what's yeah. gonna, do you guys think that we'll come back for season two of this? Yeah. I mean, it's being made, so. Well, the question is, do oh, wait, you well, guys want oh, our us. show? Are you interested in continuing your own podcast? Because oh. when, I, when, I, when I first envisioned the show, I kind of envisioned it based on like you know something like Next Generation, where it's like a lot of standalone episodes with different themes. And where it was just guys being guys, no women. You know, and doing stuff, but like, you know, and they didn't have these long kind of story arcs and so I don't know. Is it worth continuing doing what the track? Yeah. That's oh. the question. The continuing yeah. voyage. And it's okay to, you know, to, to say this podcast was so good. We only needed to do one tw- season. One season. That's it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of invested still in Michael Burnham's journey, but not based on that last episode. No. Um, and so, yeah. So it depends on what they come back with next season. And I'd be willing, because it's not going to come back until like 2019, right? Yeah. yeah. So like next they, they have time early, to get their shit together. So like but January, they haven't even February. like begun writing, writing I don't yeah. think. And so if they can kind of deliver, so, you know, I, I guess I'll give it a couple of, sh- uh, uh, you know, episodes in. If they just don't deliver, I don't know if it's yeah. Well, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, another uh, series I'm interested in doing is examining uh, movies that we that most people think suck, but we love, mm. or movies that were originally released bombed at the box office, but have become cult classics. Yeah. And I just have a working title like Guilty Pleasures. Mm-hmm. Um, I just how about like enough. fish movies, and it's called Guilty Pleasures. Oh, <laughs> oh like, yeah. like, so like every week a fish Nemo, movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every week a fish. Movie. That's wow. our tagline. We're all giving thumbs up. The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Greatest fish, fish movie ever made. You know what? I just came up with that. Like, I just came up with that, guys. I didn't <laughs> come with that. That was off the top of my head. Well, yeah, I'm going to pray yeah. over that one. Thank you. The thing I'm, in, I'm interested in is because I'm interested in failure and I'm interested in how, you know, as an LGBT person, the things that we love sometimes and ourselves, we're not celebrated or honored in our society. And, you know, uh-huh. in terms of like um, diversity in filmmaking, a lot of people have always said, why is there never a, a black superhero? Or why is there never a big, you know, African-American directed, written, starred, major motion, blockbuster, spectacular. Mm-hmm. And that and, and now and they we were, have it. And they were saying, well, because people won't go see it. Oh, there's all sorts of reasons to it. And it turns out Black Panther said, you guys were a bunch of bigots all along. Pretty much. And it's opening weekend. Surprise, surprise. It's broken records, bringing $230 million, making it one of the fifth Highest grossing films opening of all time. It scratches, scratched records. Like black people with the zip, zip, zip. I'm sorry, what was that, Brian? I don't get with, that joke. With the, he it's was trying record. to be a DJ. It's a, it's a hip-hop thing. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. When I was growing up in NYC in the uh, early 80s, it yeah. was just me and... the and Brewster Project. The, uh-huh. the Cold Crush. <laughs> you and RuPaul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, RuPaul, mm-hmm. Mike D from the BC Boys, and mm-hmm. Run, Run DMC and Jam yeah, Master J. Yeah, And, anyways, and your turntables. Yeah. Yo. 
Uh, I would, you know, we all. It's funny that it's made so much money. You probably know somebody who's seen this movie. It's, uh, it's, it's. A I've really seen it spe- twice already. It's a spectacular Why did you film. See it twice. Um, okay, it came out on my birthday. Yeah, February, Friday, yeah. February sixteenth. It's my birthday, Ooh. and I was like, oh, I'm so black that Ooh. Black Panther came out on my birthday, so I had to see it that night. And then just uh, you and a bunch of black people. No, I assume. just me and one Asian man. Oh, and then oh, well, Asians um, and blacks love each other. Yeah, we so, do. Yes. Um, and then I had um, drag brunch today, Ooh. and then after drag brunch uh, for my birthday, drag brunch. Yeah, drag brunch over at Kit Kat Club. You know, and so then. Afterwards, some of my friends were like, we're going to go watch Black Panther. And I was like, I want to go see it again. And I mean, I took a, like, a little nap because I had a lot of Bellinis. But I saw most of the movie again. Thank you. Oh, wait, you took a nap in the movie? Yeah, I, was, I had a lot it of Bellinis. Happens. It is very, there are parts that are extremely slow, I'm sure. For the yeah, second yeah. for the second time, it's like, eh, the plot doesn't kick in yeah. for literally I, an hour into I it. I got into it when Michael B. Jordan showed up because, yeah. Well, he shows up and then they forget that he's in the the movie right. for an entire hour, and uh-huh. then he pops so, back in, so and it's like, "Oh, right, yeah, oh, it's so." Good. The premise of uh, Black Panther is that the magic space rock crashes in Africa mm-hmm. and gives rise to the Wakandans, this society of advanced technology and mm-hmm. science and magic mm-hmm. that is uh, deci- decides to isolate itself from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And the crisis is, you know, can Wakandas continue to isolate themselves, seeing all the pain and suffering that's happening in the world around And we them. saw Wakanda in the best film of all time, Captain America Civil War, when uh, Bucky is brought there and Steve Rogers is like, you know, they're going to, it was like, you know, if you can have them here, they're going to come for, they're going to come for them. And then T'Challa's like, let them come. And then the camera goes back and it shows Wakanda. And as a nerd, I was like, holy shit. I thought Wakanda was going to play a bigger part in Age of Ultron, but it doesn't. Vibranium, that's what Captain America Shield's made out of. Mm-hmm. This is all cool that guys. This Wakanda. is cool guy talk. I'm going to stop cool talking because Colette's sticking to her chair. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm getting so moist. <laughs> yeah. I need, so I, I need my of, vibranium yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what were some of the like, highlights for, of the films for you, uh, Mark? Uh, I mean, yeah. just the, the colorfulness of it was so great because it was just you, all these costumes. They were bright colors, mm-hmm. and just the fashion of it was just all so fantastic. It was you know futuristic, Afro chic. It was just so wonderful. Like to me, it was a very dazzling. Every item that they wore, everything that they had on, it was just like it's full fashion. What made me think about steampunk mm-hmm. is really borrowing about European mm-hmm. sensibility, yeah. and this had a very Afrocentric sensibility yeah. with a futuristic team. Futurism. Well, yeah. steampunk yeah. is set completely in Victorian, Victorian era, exactly. so yeah. So and this is like Afro punk and what? And Edwardian. Yes, yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> and but um, it was definitely. I thought it was definitely like the best looking Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot, actually, of Lord of the Rings. It looked in in the way that it looked because. Yeah. Hmm. It looked like it was outside, mm-hmm. and it was like these lush things uh-huh. where I was like, "Are they really in Africa or like yeah. are they in New Zealand? Like they where went are they? somewhere that mm-hmm. didn't just look like they were in. They're like, hey, we green screen this I back. Think it like, was in Atlanta. It, well, I mean, <laughs> Georgia. It, they filmed yeah. in Georgia. I know yeah. they, they Georgia, filmed a lot in Georgia. Tyler Georgia. Perry Studios, you know? but yeah. it looked like they were truly uh-huh. outside, and and I, you haven't really seen that since yeah. like Lord of the Rings, where it's uh-huh. like we actually did this outside. It's all everything is just indoors now. 
it's interesting because you mentioned Lord of the Wings. Wi- Lord, the of, Lord wings. of the Wings. Oh, that's me at Harold's. That's the next brunch. The yes, two right. white guys that are featured in the film are from Lord of the Rings. So you, some mm-hmm. of you might say that they're the uh, Tolkien white guys. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Tolkien, that was a good nice. joke. Thank you for that Tolkien. joke. <laughs> that was good. But Martin Freeman was in The Hobbit. Now the J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, uh, Gollum. And Gollum is swole. Oh, like, yeah. he comes in there and he's Didn't he like, used to be a skinny little fuck? No, that was CGI. Okay. He's not really Gollum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was like, hey, he's like, me watch to be in Marvel. I have to lift weights. Here's the fat hobbit. Doesn't let me Stop. into the Marvels. Can I tell my favorite parts of the movie. Shortlist. Michael B. Jordan. Shirtless. You can put all the little pimples on his back you want. He's still fine as hell. That your king? That's your king? Right? Hi, auntie. <laughs> that like, took me out. My God, is hi, he, he is one of the most attractive, <laughs> charismatic mm, stars right say now. say hi to my auntie. My auntie. Everybody was like, Daniel Kaluuya? Who? Kaluuya, no. Kaluuya mm-hmm. later, baby. Yes, Daniel Kalulo. Uh, <laughs> get out, as I'll just call him. Well, um, yeah. so get out. His character was awful. Yeah. What a horrible character yeah. that what made a waste of a great absolute, actor. Yeah. And it's like, why did you do this? Like, wait, so, a black actor is a terrible thing to waste. Yes, <laughs> very good. Thank you. I had a good one. So he goes in and he's so His when he comes, the security. Person. Yeah, and it's spoilers, like, spoilers. It's like, that's my love. Yeah, this is all fucking spoilers. Stop listening. Um, we're done with Star Trek. Enough. Uh, so yeah, he goes in the good stuff. Yeah, he goes in. and He's like. Uh, He's like, oh, I want to come and kill uh, Gollum with you. <laughs> and he's like, ah, get out, doesn't come. And, um... And the what? I forget what it's called. It would have been nice to have a Gollum yeah. character in Black Panther. Yeah, it would have been nice to have it? Gollum just pop up and get out. And be like, me watch to be in Black People, man. He wants to run again. Oh, no. No, Gollum, no. No. No, we would never hurt black friend. I would have voted for Obama <laughs> three times. He's depressed. Yeah, this should be the uh, our new podcast where we just put Gollum in every movie of the past five years. And Schmeagle, of course. Um, so he didn't like get out in the movie. His character was kind of like... So he comes in and he's you like... Understand his motivation. He comes to Black Panther and he's like, oh, so you didn't bring fucking Gollum back? You didn't do anything, did you? Because uh, I should have known. Like, you brought it. You came to us. You were like, oh, you're talking all this shit. Oh, it's going to be hope and change. Same old shit. The same old fucking shit that your dad did. Fuck you. And then he leaves. Then Michael B. Jordan comes in. He's like, hey, look, Gollum. And he's like, hey, man, I'll fuck with you. And then he walks in. He's like, hey, fuck you, Angela Bassett. My turn now. And he, he throws uh, he throws Black Panther off the uh, cliff. And everyone's like, wow, he must be dead. Even though we saw a fucking trailer for Infinity War where he's like, get this man a shield. Right before this movie, so it kind uh-huh. of screws up that tension. I mean, also, he couldn't have died that early in the movie. It was pretty. I mean, he's yeah. gone for about twenty minutes, yeah. and then he's just in the snow, and it's yeah. like that's weird. That that was another thing that they like well, held back from not yeah. showing you. Where well, I feel like it would have been a lot vibranium better. Vibranium makes yeah. snow magical too. No, but it would have been a lot better if they showed the fisherman finding his body and then dragging him to that to the uh, to man ape. 
That's what oh, yeah. he's called in the comic. Yeah. Um, the guy yeah. who was funny with Bilbo. Yeah. Who's like, you talk again? Like I'm going to feed you to my children. Yeah. <laughs> but it would have been better if like they showed the fisherman find it and then yeah. he brings him to Manape and Manape like, looks because he tried to fucking kill him in the beginning. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit, like that's his enemy. He now can just fucking kill him, so we'll be like, uh oh. Yeah. But instead, they held back. They might have had that sh- in the, the original before they edited but it. But it's like, why know, wouldn't down. you have it? Because it's yeah. a quick scene that you That's can have. Good, yeah. But anyway, what I was. Gonna, and then so. So then Michael B. Jordan takes over the throne, and he's like, uh. Fuck you, uh. Angela Bassett and Lip Plate Man. I'm gonna do this now. And. I'm going to uh, set fire to all of the medicine. Yeah. That and was... I'm going to go in our vibranium things, our vibranium, uh, vibranium reserves. I'm going to give it to everyone in the world to overthrow their governments and set. I think it was, I think it was to overthrow the white people. Okay, fine. Let's but just he, say specifically. He said that oppress- got me a little moist. Okay, but he <laughs> said oppress people. But he also said that he learned that from his enemies. So yeah. if he learned toppling governments, he understands that that means. The rise of warlords. Mm-hmm. And that means, and he's also going to be arming them with the strongest weapon imaginable. So therefore, he wanted the world to be destroyed. He also got mad. Oh, and why he destroyed all the medicine was because he wanted to be king forever, yeah. even though he was about to give all of the vibranium away. And then, yes, this is the big problem. But that entire time, they show Get Out, and Get Out's like, I don't know, man. I guess so. Fine. And then, so they're fighting. They go into a civil war within a day of Michael B. Jordan being king. Of really. Yes. A civil war breaks out. They're fighting. Get Out's girlfriend is like, I'm mad. And he's like, really, baby? You mad at me? She's like, yeah, I'm fucking mad. He's like, all right. And he gets on his hands. He gets on his knees. And he's like, everyone, stop fighting. And they stop. That was what Get Out's arc was. It was <laughs> fucking baffling. But like, it was great seeing rhinoceros. That like was someone's oh, that face. Was so that was fun. so cute. Okay, it I... was cute, but it didn't. That didn't make any sense. Either. Yeah, it was just like rhino- armed rhinoceros. They show it in the beginning. He's like. And it's like, oh, that's oh, what he does. Get, it's going to get bigger? Okay. Yeah, and he's like, uh-oh, my girl's calling me. And mm. she's like, and he's like, she's calling me, too. And he's like, mm, mm, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, made out with her. Yeah, and they're like, yes, and then they're talking to each other. And well, then you know the that, I guess come. in the comic books, uh, Ayo and uh, General uh, Okoye are lovers. Yeah. She's not, yeah. She, she's been, uh, what is it? Straight washed, I guess, or uh, so. Oh wait, the 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 the, the, the women, the, the, yeah, the, the bald general uh-huh. and one of the other uh, bald uh, warrior oh, really? women's are lovers in the oh, comic book. So, oh, so, so they had been originally they were lesbians and they didn't correct. Keep it but in. that makes sense because there's a part and you saw it twice. So you probably know this let's, better. But for sequels, they might reveal that they're actually lovers, or there might be some mm-hmm. plot. Mm-hmm. Something, but I don't know because during the yeah. very fast twenty minute civil war. 30 seconds the yeah, very like short civil minutes. war uh, one of the women uh, warriors is c- killed yeah. and the bald slut woman is like no and I was like oh shit uh, 
Wait, who? And they they showed the sister, and they showed yeah. Lapita, and they showed the bald woman yeah. again. And I was like, Why she Oh, it's like it's none she has of a the people. Yeah, but I was like, Oh, it's none of the people, people we're we supposed to care about. Yeah. Who the fuck was that? Uh, and so maybe that was her lover. Well, yeah, maybe she. Because well, the thing that about it is when you shave everybody's heads off. Yeah. Everybody kind of you know I, wears whoa. the same outfit, Ugh. same hair, same outfit. But I don't know what that was either. Yeah, I yeah. know that was a really weird part because I was like, Oh shit! And I was like, Oh, I'm. Must have spaced out and like uh, yeah. must have fell. Uh, I didn't. Figure, care about. But yeah, then it was like no, quiet. I don't know and who both that times was. I watched it, everyone got quiet in the theater when they slashed her neck. And then those everyone, characters, everyone, those female warriors, yeah. are so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I really love uh, the scene um, when they infiltrate the South Korean casino, uh, and General Okoye is wearing this wig, and she gets caught. And she uses her <laughs> wig jitsu. Yes, yes, wig jitsu. Pulls the wig yes, off Hussie. and she uses it as a ninja star mm-hmm. to oh. get in the way. Mm-hmm. And I, I I know this is the iconic drag moment of 2017. Yes, 18. wig jitsu. Wig jitsu, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they have the... And Brian was like making fun of me because I was so excited to talk about that earlier. <laughs> well, Colette was like, oh, they threw the wig. And Fausto was like, if you... <laughs> Dare bring that up before I'm was, able to say wig like, jitsu? You will like, be. Okay. Dead. I was like, don't bring it up. Well, because I was just worried that we would like get, let the genie out of the bottle. Yeah, yeah. The thing about this movie, though, too, that, that bothers me is that you know I, I really loved the movie. I thought it was very entertaining. Of course, you know there was a lot of flaws with the whole like I'm king for a day kind of thing. But the thing is, you know, it's wonderful because oh, it's you know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie that has a lot of black people in it, so it's something the black community is really rallying about. Are in, they in, though? In I haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they are. They're very excited about yeah, it. Like but the it. thing that I hate about it, this the storyline is that it still supports the patriarchy and you know inherited power. And the only way to get rid of that is through like brutal strength that instead is... of like kindness, wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, those democracy, kinds of democracy. Yeah. Those it kinds is of things. insane that they have this just fight and like if man ape had defeated Black Panther, he's just going to rule things because he's stronger. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with anything else. Like, it's right. a really weird thing. And then, like, Michael B. Jordan came in and he was like, yo, I ain't never been here and I was raised in South Central, but I'm it's like... I got a tattoo left. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a half-cousin, so I get to fight him. And then I fight him and then, like, the referee comes on and is like, there's nothing in the rule book that says he can't be king. I'll allow it. And then he gets to be king. But, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that was... See, like, there's, there's also, like, uh, there's a lot of weird things about this movie. It felt to me like there were five scripts, and when they were about to copy them, they tripped, and <laughs> the scripts flew everywhere, and they just had to put <laughs> all of them together. <laughs> and so they were like, like I guess. and they were like, what is this script? What is this? This doesn't seem to go anywhere. Mm, no, I hope no. Well, she's gonna scream because I think that was her lover, but I don't know. <laughs> and so, like, there's so many like odd things, and it's weird, nonsensical. And it is a, it, to me. It reminded yeah. me of Phase One Marvel movies, the beginning of Marvel movies, because it was so light on levity like there was Mm. it was so like straight-faced and hardly anything fun or funny aside from the sister which almost like was weird when she would come in and and be like you froze i loved her i loved her too but i'm uh, saying it was tisha wright from black mirror who kills the the white supremacist cgi guy in black mirror uh there was the guy who ran the museum a museum museum Mm -hmm. yeah but like it, it was just it was weird for marvel who like has caught has had this like thing of like this is 
what we do now and we understand like what we do and it's it's fun and even if the movies don't don't work from like plots or character set you still have a hell of a lot of fun and it was also weird there was so little black panther in the movie there was very very little superhero yeah and a lot of People in throne rooms discussing shit, which reminded me a lot of Phantom Menace. And yeah. even the look of it looked very Star Wars prequels and just the Jedi Council sitting and discussing Tell me things. about that guy that has the disc in his tongue or his lip. His lip. He's a character in, in the Black Panther universe, and that disc that he has on his tongue has in your lip, yeah. computers in it. So it does like something. He's also that actor obviously is that's him. Like he's uh-huh. he's a character Hector, I guess. I mean, he can only have a few roles. I don't feel like he's going <laughs> to be in the next Cohen Brothers movie in a huge role, but like <laughs> I think that like the lack of brevity, I did notice that, but I think that they also like Ryan Coogler was trying to build so much into it, like the the tension between uh black Americans and Africans people, you know, from the continent and, you know, they are not going to accept you. You're not going to belong here. Uh, there was definitely stuff about s- slavery and the middle passage, you know, in the end when Killmonger dies, he's like, throw me in the ocean. Like those people who refuse to be enslaved, who refused to be in bondage. Um, so there's like lots of different layers that I think he was trying to put on it. Obviously like the girl power layer, the, the STEM, the science, you know, and technology. Um, the fact that in the end that like, uh, there was this woman, Nikia, who was played by Lupita Nyong'o, who w- was basically into doing like social services, and so they decided that they were going to give back to Oakland and give back to the, the black people in the African di- diaspora. Um, so they were like, I think that they were trying to like also have this like super deep message as they well, were, yeah. and they had to like balance that without being like too goofy and like we're handling you know handling a heavy subject. I would argue that they just it seemed like they didn't get the drafts done like mm-hmm. it seemed like it was an early draft that still was like things Too popped preachy. up no no no, no, no. Okay. I wouldn't say that I'm just saying like there's stuff like that like like him saying like throw me in the ocean with my ancestors because I don't because it's uh, better death than bondage mm-hmm. And then he takes the spear out yeah. and dies like he kills himself and it's a great moment because Black Panther is like we can still heal you and he's like no man fuck that and he ties and Black Panther's like I don't like this like mm-hmm. it's also in Civil War he doesn't kill Baron Zemo and he says like the living is not done with you yet mm-hmm. and he's like I'm not gonna let he's like too many people have died already and so like Black Panther there's also like the weight of what he wants to do and I wanna help how do I help and we can't keep allowing the past and so you have Lapita and Michael B. Jordan saying like there's people that we could be helping, and we're not helping them. And he has to make the decision whether or not to go into the future or to keep things as they were. What was odd is that there was slums, I assume, uh-huh. they were in Wakanda. And they showed then they are, like, the cut-off royal people. So, like, they're kind of the shitty people, I guess. But they I also have Wakanda. Like, slums? The I don't slums? Think, I don't think that those were in Wakanda. I, thought that, no, I think that, that was, like, outside. Are you talking the, the huts and stuff? Yeah, well, what they were walking through, and the people... It doesn't seem like a slum. It seemed like a really vibrant, like, nice neighborhood, and I, like oh, a market. You know, not everybody wants to live in a high-rise. Yeah. Mark and I don't live in a high-rise. <laughs> yeah, but it, that it, was to where... Me, it seemed like it was just, like, the market, and people, like, were oh, living a great life. because that was where Lapita says, I can't 
like be like working with you or the queen when everyone else mm-hmm. is. So I thought that like she no. was discussing around her. Well, but, oh, no, I think L- she was Lupita, like going to go back to like do her like missions outside. She was, also, she was a, a Wakandan spy. There's yeah. a bunch of spies. And she goes to, and, and travels to different places. That, in fact, she has her own comic book series where she turns to somebody and and you know has a really bittersweet moment he turns to her and says oh nakia you will never know anything about my home Sorry, I just had a. <laughs> I don't know. Show I was like, does that really happen? No, but, but so, anyways, yeah. uh, I think it's a, it's an exciting film because of the of so many different factors, and it's kind of to me, it's a watershed moment in the same way that Julie Tamer's Lion King on Broadway um, sort of popularized Afro centric culture to the masses. But Brian, you bring up a, a good point that says, you know, this is this is a film that's going to make a lot of white powerful men who just bought Fox Entertainment Company very rich. They also use child slaves and slave labor. I mean, it's a movie, Disney, it's a movie that's going to make more money for rich white men and just give in to the white supremacist power, but they're, as usual, using black bodies for it, and enough, and again, the bread and circuses part People will say, like, this is good because whatever. I think but it matters. It's not, but it does matter, but it can't be the end. Like, There's a lot of pressure for Disney to donate uh, 25% of the profits of the film. There's a petition being cir- uh, circled huh. uh, to communities. Um, just the same way the Wakandas at the end of the movie decide we're going to be make a positive impact in these people's lives. Um, and, and in some ways, you know, the success, the commercial success of Black Panther can't be overshadowed. And, and, and we certainly can start expecting to see more diverse and more representation. Not necessarily, I don't think it's important necessarily that we see an African, you know, culture represented on, I mean, it's important, but what's really important is the writers, the directors, the people behind the scenes, just very much like uh, Disney's Coco or, um, you know, Moana. Behind the scenes, there's a lot of people of color involved in making these films. And I think that diversity in filmmaking and representation is a shift and it's a powerful change for the better. It is. As long as you then don't get complacent, which we all have. Well, we're always going to get. That's what entertainment is for, is complacent. No, I understand. But I I mean, just in general, like it's my hope is that. Black Panther will make people look into the actual Black Panthers and read about their history and what the Black Panther Party was and the things that happened, Fred, what happened with Fred Hampton, like all of these things. And it is... I have to Google that one. It is is a a very... uh, It's a weird, upsetting kind of thing that this movie has a CIA character being a good guy. And I understand he's part of the comic books and whatever, but he's a CIA character using native Africans to thwart a black revolutionary. And that is just gross. Like that's well, a, and that's what the CIA does. isn't it? Yes. Oh, and yeah. that is, and, but also he was let in and he's shown to be like the hero, like this white hero. And people also like the bread and circuses are like, it's funny because they say, like, shut up, Whitey. And it's like, well, 
come on. <laughs> like, is that, that's not really enough. If they took one of those spears and just jammed it into his eyeball, then it might be a little better. Well, and, like, what, sent it to Quantico. Do you feel like it was thrown in there so, like, white people would have somebody to relate to? No, he's no. a character from uh, Black Panther. But I, I don't even think it's uh, white people, necessarily. It's just we needed an American thing. And that's why, also, in Black Panther, I thought, and this is most of the original uh, first solo superhero movies, I thought, I can't wait for the sequel more than this because I want to see Black Panther, and we got a little bit of it, but I, like, I want to see Black Panther in our modern world. Sure. I want, and it's great, but like, because like Wakanda, yes, it's wonderful and magical, but you also want them to like leave and go and see what how how they react to our world. I'm very fascinated by Wakanda society. That the the steampunk Afropunk uh, sensibility is really to me gets my gets my you know my hair standing on end. I want to see what their supermarkets are like, what their daycare centers are like, what their schools are like. I'm pretty sure they're hunters, or, or maybe they're. What's, what are they like? I want to learn more about the Wakanda fictional world, and uh-huh. I think like a lot of people that went to see the films were very you know just reacting really positively to taking us into this kind of Lord of the Rings world that's magical and mysterious and mm-hmm. and visually just stunning. Now, when we were watching the film, um, we saw it in Evanston. Yeah. With a, I would say we're a pretty diverse audience. In there. Evanston? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Fairly diverse. And uh, Mark has a fetish or a pet peeve oh. um, where if people pull out their phones mm. during the movie... They, <laughs> they will get called out for it. Mark like leans forward and is like, "What did you say to that guy?" It's you know, it's the last uh, the last couple movies I've seen in Evanston. People are like in front of me, pull out the phone, and it's not just pull out your phone to check a quick message. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To see what's on up, Facebook. But it's literally it's I like pull, you pull out your phone, tapping this, going into another yeah, app, I tapping this, and going to another that. app. And so you know, typically it's usually something like right by me. Yeah. I can say it, but this one was like two like two rows down. So this happened during Black Panther. This happened during Black wow. Panther. And so I just, you know, I leaned over like a little bit and I said, turn your phone off. You know, yeah. just, you know, and I have a very like the mm-hmm. voice of authority. People yeah. like do it. And the guy kind of like just turned around, like good was like all kind of like like oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe I got called out. And it, he was stunned for a second. Yeah, and was it a white guy? It was a white. Oh, guy. Okay, if yeah. it was a black guy, he would have shut up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, who would have shut up? You? I know. I well, he couldn't say, say that. that. He didn't know the racial identity yeah. of the. Yeah. No, I, I knew. I, I, uh, in the dark, in movie in theater, the dark. we're all the same in the dark. I don't know. I don't know. I knew he was white when the lights came up, but maybe I knew he was white at the time too. But I don't know. It was dark. He didn't know who you were. He didn't know who I was. Yeah. He turned around and his, and his Why, friend you're had Mark Philly. Kind of laughed too. But, but the, the, there was a there was a couple next to me, yes. older black couple. Yeah, and the husband loves Black Panther, mm-hmm. and I was I was just enjoying him his commentary throughout yeah. the film. More than the movie, he's like, I, I would have taken him to the hospital. I can't believe he's going to let him die. Oh my goodness, there's a lot of stuff. And, oh, I love but his black wo- But his woman said something. She's, she's like, like, You did right by telling him to turn <laughs> off that. Let screen. him have it. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> and I was like, You know, and I said to her, it's like, I don't mind if it's like real quick, but if it's like, it's going on for a minute, it's just like, and She said, Hello, my name out. is Sequina. And you were like, I knew that there was black women named Sequina. Seen it with a predominantly black audience yet, so I need to do that. But the the first time I saw it, I saw it at ArcLight, and that was like pretty white. And then when I saw it today, I saw it over at Diversity and Western, which was like all sorts of races. But there was someone during the movie who kept clapping, like every time they liked something, they were like, "Oh!" 
It's like the female oh. Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I was like, why are you clapping? These people are, cannot hear you. It's like they're not here to receive. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, oh. <laughs> That's Chadwick Boseman. He's my nephew. <laughs> it was very Yo, shit. you I'm go. Like, Michael B. Jones, your fine ass. Yeah. So, so uh, Breitbart says that. Oh, what did they say? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Our authority. Finally. The uh, Russian-funded uh, Trump mouthpiece right-wing hey, online I'm working for website. Them now, please. Uh, Breitbart and I have a new movie says podcast. That, uh, <laughs> likes Black Panther kind of too. Or uh, at least they said, uh, no, we know okay. you Breitbart readers are not going to actually go see this movie with black actors. So here's some bullshit you can use to troll people who did. Yeah. And uh, they compare Black Panther to Trump and the villain to oh, the yeah. Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, I, that, Jesus. Wait, wait. Well, and they people also said, said there's no intersectionality either. There's no LGBT characters. Well, because of the uh, general, the general yeah. and her lover were characters uh-huh. in the... And actually, that that's a, that's a separate article from Pink News. Oh. Um, but uh, basically, the there is you know information there that is based on something real, which is mm. yeah. that there is a lesbian character that in this film isn't represented. But in terms of comparing Trump to uh, Black Panther to Trump, uh, people are just like, oh, no, Wakanda better don't. (laughs) You can't. Uh, Uh, Can't. Kanda can't. can't. So people all over the internet are having a field day because, you know, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but... um, a lot of uh, shit's going down with Mueller's investigation on Trump and the Russian collusion. And there's gonna sorry, yeah. there's gonna be so many black kids in uh, September, or October, named like T'Challa and Wakanda and shit. <laughs> Good. There's gonna be so many. Good. And I'm not saying it's bad. Babies, I'm just saying that's babies get made off of this. It's a hell of a lot. As there's a little girl named Okoye, I'm okay. That she's my favorite character in the whole film. And when we saw the red carpet, um, and we saw the the female warriors with their spears standing in a in a Hollywood premiere, it to made it just made my heart sing because it was just a you know maybe it's because she looks like Bob the Drag Queen with the wig. Yeah, <laughs> Her yeah, beard was did. nice, yes. But uh, I just thought it was, you know, those characters were just so much fun and, and they were just visually stunning and, uh, you know. But no one's talking about the best part of the entire movie. And what was the purple flowers that give you strength? Nope. Being buried alive? Nope. Uh, spaceships that... When she, when he walked up on her and she's like, oh, watch it, colonizer. No. Nope. scared me. That was one of my favorites. It, colonializer. What no. Mark, you want to fuck no, I don't know. at the end when Bucky comes out of the hut? Oh, Bucky without his arm. Yeah, and then he's like, "Hey," and she's like, "We have much to show you." Are you? Ooh, much I've been riding Bucky's dick. He's, he's, she's like, "Are you?" She's like, "Are you messing with that poor man again?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I knew it was gonna be Bucky. And then when he came out, the guys behind me were like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Everyone just went nuts. Uh, explain yeah, the I, significance of seeing Bucky uh, coming out of a tent without his arm. Well, they allude to it early in the film because they're like, uh, when they bring the, the the CIA guy back, they're like, "Oh, you brought us another white guy mm-hmm. to, to, to fix, fix up." And I, I, I like, love when you bring me white men, whiteies to fix or something. No, she said <laughs> another crackers, one or something. Another one. And then I was just, and I was like, "Who's the other one?" And I'm like, oh, "I guess maybe we'll find out later." It's at the end of uh, yeah. Civil War. He's put on ice. He's uh, cryogenically frozen. They have to wake him up because there's a mad titan who's coming for some. Infinity Stones. Oh. And so, if you look at the Infinity War trailer, I mean, fucking Cap 
Captain America's in Wakanda. The Hulk is in Wakanda, and they well, are to all. See more of Wakanda. We're definitely we're in Yay. Wakanda. They have. Haven't you seen the trailer? No, they didn't oh, show shit. it in the movies. We have to watch. All right, we gotta end this podcast. We gotta show. <laughs> so, watch the trailer. Yeah, so, so, I, feel like, I feel like they did show that trailer when I when I did when I saw it. Uh, and why, get this why, man a shield. Remind me, Brian. Why did they freeze Bucky again? They froze him because people were looking for him because he had been brainwashed by the Russians and he had killed. Um, uh, Iron Man's dad. Okay. Yeah, and they wanted to. He just he, he escaped and like, uh, but um, Captain America like had to fight him because he's because I'm with you to the end of the line. Okay. And then um, he, uh, but um, because Black Panther followed them and he was going to kill Bucky because he was the one who did the bombing. Um, but he was being controlled by Baron Zemo. So, and so that's uh, why they froze him because he was being controlled by someone. Yeah, and it was cool because Black Panther starts out in Civil War on Iron Man's side, and then he learns about what's, what happened with Bucky, and he feels like there's been too much killing, and Baron Zemo had fucked everything, fucked them all up anyways. So, but Iron Man doesn't give a shit. He's like, killed my mom, I don't care. Um, killed my mom. Last but not least, uh, you you know, we basically have a new Hollywood black hunk everyone can agree on. So, Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Blair Underwood, just don't bother. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is hot. Michael Bay Jordan. Huh? He is super charismatic. I felt yes. like he was a, one of the most fascinating villains mm-hmm. in all the Marvel and movies. The, re- the reviews are saying that he is much more interesting than Black Panther. I agree that but yeah. he's Michael B. Jordan, but also the villains are always more yeah. interesting. But I would also yeah. say I have no idea what he wanted. I know what he, he was saying. He wanted Wakanda to, to stop being insular. No, death. that's not what he wanted, I mean, to prefer, when we're revealing, when they start to reveal his motivations, we're like, yeah, why is Wakanda not, you know, being involved in Oakland's lives? But he like, wanted to destroy Wakanda. Yeah. He wanted to destroy the entire world. That he was his to watch plan. The world He's a troubled well, yeah. youth. No, but he also, but he had been planning this for, yeah. he had killed over a hundred people including black people. He said yes. he killed people on, yeah. the Af- on that continent, mm-hmm. and he did special ops and stuff, and he branded himself for every every person he killed. So, but it's... Very meticulously, I would argue, because yeah. it's like, you but, know, when you're killing, busy killing people, you, you really don't have time to, to get a tattoo every single what, Like what I just, what I said about how, like, we can look past plot points or whatever, a charismatic actor can make yeah. us... Just like the Thor movies, like they're not great, but they get they coast by on charm. Yeah, and sure. um, a lot of the Marvel movies coast by on charm, and things don't make sense, but they don't really matter. Black Panther didn't really seem to be that that they didn't really care much about charm, and they cared more about like harsh faced, uh, serious things. But he's been around forever. He, from the Wire, that's Wallace. Uh-huh. He was a weird-looking kid, too. Yeah, and he turned out hot. We oh. just uh, stumbled upon somebody else who turned out hot is Muhammad Ali's grandson, Biagio Ali Walsh. Yeah. Baby, Google that name. My yes. nephew's name is Biagio. <laughs> really? If that's your nephew, is you got some... Damn. That's your nephew. I got some things I need to teach him. He's a football player uh, in college. He is a model, and you know he's straight because his Instagram account sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, if it was gay, it would be better. Well, he just like nobody. Uh, let me look at here. I just stumbled upon it. Kind of, I, I love it when I find us an Instagram account that no one fucking follows or 
you know, for no Mah- one follows Michael B. Jordan's. No, no. we're about Biagio. Biagio, oh. yeah. I'm just like it's like hardly any likes or you know for a huge celebrity legacy like this, he has like two thousand, three thousand likes on his photos. So I'm like, baby, mm, he is fine. Michael B. Jordan was huge. And, like he was yeah. bigger than he was. He was in Creed. Yeah, he like, was, he was so gigantic. big for this movie. Well, they can also blow those muscles up yeah. CGI wise. You know? But that didn't make sense to me. I'm like, of course he's going to beat Black Panther because he's so much bigger than him. Mm. Yeah, but the other, but Manave guy didn't beat him up. He almost did. He almost did, but Black Panther beat him. And it was also like when Black Panther like comes back to fight him, it's like. Come on, man. That's not fair. Well, now he's got the, he's got <laughs> yeah. the juice, right? Yeah, and you like know. you have this suit and shit, but whatever. Whatever. Hey, yeah. we want to thank everybody who's followed us on What the Trek. Especially uh, you. Me? You, the you. person listening to this. Oh, yes, I was like, you're you talking right to me. There. <laughs> the, you, the listener. Uh, and thank Fausto. You, thank you so thank much you. for, for uh, doing this season. And, and you guys, do you guys want to see us continue with this? Let uh, us know. Yeah. We're gonna, we'll be back in 2019, a year from now. Yeah, but we'll still be doing podcasts at Feast of Fun. Always fun things. Uh, Brian and Colette, hopefully you guys will come back. Of course. You know, mm-hmm. In business again. We'll, we'll talk. Things. I'll be here. Colette, didn't Colette just do an episode? She was supposed to. But then she got sick. Things have happened. Things have happened. We ate Colette. Oh, we <laughs> so yeah. Regurgitated me and yeah, yeah, me then back we barfed to her up and then cloned Thank her. Thank you. I think we have a lot of fun and things. And I definitely would like to see us explore a film-based uh, podcast series somehow. Um, let us know what you think. Um, is this something that you would get excited about? Um, we've also, Mark and I have started doing our secret podcast mm-hmm. where we talk about you guys behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and we that's available exclusively to premium subscribers at feastoffun.com slash plus. You can listen to our secret podcast once a week where we give you uncensored uh, the true story of the 14 years of we've been doing this podcast Aww. and really some horrible hair-raising adventures that Mark and I have been to and some of the guests that were not so nice and some yeah. of them that were heroic. Aww. So, so you spill tea? Yeah. All tea, all that's shade. What, that's tea. what we say, yes. We, we spill the tea. That's, that's, what, tea. that's what us people it's, say. It's a way of us starting to, you know, because Mark and I might not live around or oh, be no. around to oh. write our memoirs. And in some ways, you know, the secret podcast is kind of a, a secret project to sort of remember some extraordinary moments. I mean, Mark and I fed apple pie to George Decay dressed up as a Vulcan and an Andorian. Ooh. Very, nobody's done that. Oh my. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Not even his uh, husband. Nobody's so done that. We did yeah. that. It was on E! Entertainment News. You know? Mm-hmm. So we've done some extraordinary things in, in these in these years that we've been doing the show. We've we've shared the microphones with, you know, people like Colette Gregory and yes. Brian Sweeney. Yes, going to be famous. And, yes. you know, RuPaul, I mean, mm-hmm. a shit, Terry Garr talking to us from her beach chair in Malibu. And, Cute. You know, grabbing uh, Kathy Griffin's boobs in the backseat of her limousine and all sorts of wild, outrageous We've moments. We've had some fun over the years. So it's, it's nice rehashing some of those things, but also, too, is like talking about what's like currently on our mind. Because it's, you know, I love interviewing guests. I love talking to them and having conversations. But sometimes you just want to talk about, like, what's the hot idea of the day? And we get really in depth into that, and it's only available for you, the premium subscriber. I want to thank you guys for coming and doing this podcast Aww. with us. And it's you can such fo- a pleasure. You guys follow these uh, folks on Twitter. Brian's is, is it Brian's Dong? No, you changed. No, it you now. changed it. It went mainstream. Sweeney Dong sold out. The Brian Sweeney. The, the Brian, Brian Sweeney. Sweeney. Oh. 
And Colette, where's the best place for people to follow you? Uh, follow, find me on Facebook, Colette with one L, yeah. uh, Colette Gregory, or on uh, Twitter at Coco Therapy underscore. So at Coco underscore therapy. And Colette oh, and is still collecting reparations yeah. for the month of February because yes, it's Black History it's Month. Black History Month. You know what the rest? What are the rest of the months called? Uh, well, I mean, March is Women's History Discrimination. Month. Yeah. <laughs> no, the joke goes oh, if, if uh, February is Black History Month, what happens the rest of the year? Uh-huh. Discrimination. Yes. Mm-hmm. You should know that. Joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think discrimination's funny. So. Oh. <laughs> but you actually have uh, been making some coins. I've been making some coins. Getting white people guilty. Yeah, just letting them, an opportunity for them to initiate reparations since the government hasn't done that. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of great work uh, in the community. I'm a therapist and uh, work in sexual assault prevention. And I was, you know, here's an opportunity to, to give to someone who's really doing something good. And so people have been pledging money or yeah, giving you money. Giving me just directly Venmo, PayPal, Chase, QuickPay. Um, American I, Express will do nicely. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Bitcoin. I, I, I am in, in the high phone. three figures. And what do you get? Like a personal cam video? Uh, no! <laughs> no! I get self-care. Thank you. No, but what, you. You said you were actually planning on, on doing a project with yeah, this money. Yeah, so this is, yeah. I'm going to do a project. There's going to be, at the end of the month, uh, a video that I'm going to put out about, nice. like, what you're, Now we're you're, talking. Oh, a clothed video. Oh. You sell the clothes afterwards? <laughs> no. Oh. In which I discuss how your money was utilized and the purpose of this campaign and uh, talk about reparations. It's a performance arts piece, so. You know, you could raise it. your donations if you every single day did a 10 minute Facebook live video talking about this. Yeah, I think uh, the, the you know? second half of the month I'm going to start doing some videos. I'm really excited. Lives. So you'll come yeah. on the podcast and talk about yeah, this. Yeah, I would love to. And so, yes. Do you show your feet? In the, in the <laughs> no. Are you eating massive quantities of food like that mukbang? Yes. Do you eat a lot of food? Oh my god! Uh, I'm gonna just it was an AMSR where I eat yes, things. Where you just it. eat stuff? Yeah. Where you be like, hello everyone, Hi. reparations. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that would give pleasure to some perverted white man, and it's all about me getting stuff. Oh. So you're not yes. doing like a forced feminization hypnosis video? No, no. You're a beautiful woman. No, I like you. Everyone be None like. Of that. None of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. What is that? That's, That's ASMR. Yes. Yeah, right, and they're like, they like to hear these quiet sm- sounds. Yeah. Is that what that is? It's soothing. What to does some ASMR people? stand for? Uh, audio, 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 sensory, erotics, asphyxiation, <laughs> masturbation. No, I don't. Know. Audio, sensory, uh, moose mustaches, uh, reparations. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is reparations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, folks. This is we're, we're Africa, got off the deep end. We got over it. Yes. Bye, everyone. Thank Bye. you so much for listening to Want the Track. We'll Ooh. be, we'll be, maybe Be-ka. we'll be back in 2019. Listen to Feast of Fun. If you have any contact with any of the producers of the show, send them this podcast because they need to hear what's wrong with their series. Yes. Plymouth Rock yeah. landed on. I'm sure us. people who are very wealthy love to be told how they're wrong. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, and everyone. Bye. And then yeah. So long. <laughs> Beaten and whipped. Uh-huh. And then. Oh shit, we gotta show Colette the trailer.